pensioned veterans, and everyone who's ready to change their lives. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Join your host, Marine Corps-trained motivator, Christina Silva, as she connects with experts, innovators, and military heroes. Now, let's get started. Here is Christina Silva. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. We have an amazing show that's going to empower you and take your minds to another level through the duty and service of over 37 years in the United States Marine Corps. Our special guest is the Honorable Lieutenant General Buck Bedard, retired. He's joining us today to give honor to another fellow Marine. So stay tuned for an amazing show, and we hope you have a happy holiday time when you consider the sacrifice Marines give when they serve. Semper Fi Dallas, always faithful. Welcome to the show, Lieutenant General Buck Bedard, retired. Hey, Christina. First of all, it's uh, great to join you today. And uh, anytime I get an opportunity to talk about the Marine Corps and talk about people who have served in the Corps, and continue to provide a, a unbelievable uh, service to our Corps that continues. It, it really, truly is Semper Fi, and, and Semper Fidelis to me is about being faithful to God, being faithful to country, but more importantly, as Marines and citizens, being faithful to each other. Well, we love the coined phrase, Semper Fidelis. It's in our hearts forever. And as Marines, we just have a bloodline that is immediate, sir. And we also know about hierarchy and the chain of command. And as a three-star, a lieutenant general retired, in your heart, you just bleed Marine Corps. And I appreciate meeting you on a special day as we just celebrated November 10th. And in 1775, when the Marine Corps was birthed, until then, we will always know the sacrifice back then when we fought for are the freedoms that we enjoy. There was a different type of warfare we had to know, and that's hand-to-hand combat. When you joined the Marine Corps, you actually exhibited tools, strengths, skills, heart, and fight that in my era of the Persian Gulf, I would not know. So thank you, sir, for putting your life on the line and for serving and for sharing with our audience on Voice America today, the true sacrifice and the great rewards of service. So tell us, you were born and you went to school in uh, North Dakota and you have this name called Buck. How'd you earn that name? Well, I got that on the football gridiron. I probably could have got it in a few bars too, but I can't really remember. And, uh, And the other thing is, Uh, I came from a small community of about 800 people in northern Minnesota and, of course, went to school in North Dakota. Uh, I'm the only one in my immediate family that that joined the armed forces and uh, very proud of it. And uh, I come from a community that uh, certainly recognizes uh, who we are as Americans. They recognize our flag and our Pledge of Allegiance and uh, all the good things about Mid-America unlike some of the things that we're seeing across our country today. Yes, sir. Educating our veterans live through your career with higher education included is so key, especially knowing we are in a time of pandemic and we are also in a time of cyber warfare threats and also to celebrate the many eras of war that we have been triumphant. And that is why we talk about Tripoli. And we know that the Marine Corps anthem means something, but our listeners may not know, even 
if they're American patriots, they may be delinquent in the knowledge about what serving truly means. So thank you for sharing with me your master's degree that you earned and that your higher education advanced you to become part of the U.S. Army Advanced Infantry Course in 1973, followed by the Armed Forces Staff College in 1980 and the Army War College in 86. Tell me about your first day being commissioned as a second lieutenant. Well, you know, I went to, uh, when I went to officer candidate school, uh, I was a proud guy of, uh, had a master's degree, had coached an undefeated high school football team, had a brand new yellow Mustang, and uh, really thought I was something until I got to uh, Quantico, Virginia. And uh, I'll never forget reporting to the reception center there. And five of us from Minnesota were told to put our bags in the back of a big old Plymouth Fury. And uh, the driver was a wonderful man of color. And he used his belt to hold down the trunk. But he, uh, once we got in the car, he told us this, which I'll never forget. He said, uh, for you boys, that'll be a dollar apiece. And he said, you better pay me now. Because when this car stops in front of that OCS headquarters, and those drill instructors come out. Some of you guys be going out the door, but some of you boys be going out the window. And uh, I thought, oh my God, what have I gotten into? And uh, I'll tell you what, I never forget that to this day. And uh, it was a rude awakening and uh, they were tough on us. But uh, after all, we were in the middle of or the start, certainly of, of increasing quantities of Marines to Vietnam. And the, uh, the training was tough, but it was all tough because we knew we were going to combat in about six months. Thank you, General Bernard. Wow, I just have three words from your intro about your amazing career in my mind, and that's Mustang, Gridiron, and Fury. That's what you have when you finish the training and become a lieutenant. And those memories are unforgettable when we decide to serve. For me, it was the uniform. What attracted you to the Marine Corps recruiter? Actually, uh, I was, uh, all the freshman coaches shared a locker room at the university. And I was the uh, assistant freshman football coach and the freshman wrestling coach. And uh, I finished a class or uh, played handball or doing something. And I went into the locker room. <clears throat> this is uh, November now. And uh, I hear all these grad assistants talking about how they're going to get out of the draft. Uh, whether they're going to go on for a PhD or they're going to uh, teach at some area where they could get deferred. And I, I tell you what, I, I was just very sickened by the whole business. Oh, yes. and, uh, and so I walked out of there about quarter to one. I had a, excuse me, I had a two o'clock class. I went into the student union feeling really bitter about it. Hmm. And as I walked through the student union to get a sandwich, there was a, Marine captain recruiter out of Minneapolis. And I walked up to him and said, I don't need to give you, give me a big pitch about the Marine Corps. Uh, I'm graduating in about four or five months. If I finish my master's and I want to join the Corps and go to Vietnam. I might add this, that the uh, president of the university at that time was a Marine major by the name of Tom Clifford, who had uh, earned the silver star in Korea. And the assistant athletic director was a guy by the name of Harold Peterson. Uh, 
And he walked off of Guadalcanal on his 19th birthday. And uh, these guys were very, I mean, they were, they were real heroes to me, not knowing very much about the Marine Corps at all. But uh, when I told that recruiter, don't give, me the, don't give me the pitch, I don't need it, I'm going. The guy could have kissed me. I mean, you talk about a, talk about a great quota giver, here I am. And uh, so I got, finished my master's degree, and the uh, following fall, I went to OCS. So, uh, and, and I tell you what, I never looked back. I, I really didn't. Uh, I guess uh, part of it was in uh, the coaching career and uh, being a team builder. Part of it was uh, hard nose from athletics and uh, coming from a small town. And, and uh, my mom was a cook at a Catholic school. My dad was a, uh, worked on the railroad for 40 years. And uh, they were great parents, but they always held us accountable. And I think that's what made going into the Marine Corps and that transition, uh, I wouldn't say a very easy one, but certainly a great one for me. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. That is what we love about the Marine Corps opportunity. And we want to salute University of North Dakota for your master's degree and your studies. And I just want to say, I can't imagine 37 years serving, but it becomes such a family instantaneously when you get out of your occupational specialty training that you just feel like you know Marines anywhere at any time when you meet them. Prior service, during the service, and now as a retiree, would you say yes? Yeah, without doubt. And I, I've been to 50 or 60 countries. And uh, first of all, I would tell you this, that uh, over the period of time you serve, uh, great sacrifices made by your family, and uh, especially your, your, your spouse, who, uh, who does a lot of things on her own because you're not there to do them, but uh, stays by your side and takes care of families when you're deployed. And... Uh, that's all very, very important uh, in, in the family and lifestyle uh, of a career Marine or even a Marine that comes in for three years uh, is having that family support behind them while you're gone. And I've spent, uh, I've spent, I think I've spent more Christmases away from the family than I was with them. My wife and I used to have a joke. If I missed her birthday, it didn't count. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't remember. I think she's probably 38 now. I don't remember. <laughs> admit nothing thanks Absolutely. general thanks for making it so easy to share we know the marine corps has all the respect in the world and the ranks in between the ranks and the chain of command it means a lot to always honor and respect you and when you're retired and people call you sir it's not because you're aging it's because of the respect and, and honor that you've earned and i know leading the troops that you may have led over the years you're still building relationships that last forever share with me some of the key relationships that you've made over the years that still endure today i'll tell you what i commanded uh in vietnam i commanded a platoon of 27 marines and uh, later on in my career, I would command 45,000 Marines. And when I think of all the ones in between and uh, the wonderful people that I met and shared and served with, uh, it, it, uh, you could write a book that had so many chapters to it, you probably couldn't fold it. And uh, I, I tell you what, I remember uh, coming back from Vietnam and serving at Quantico I had a staff sergeant uh, by the name of Jajikian. He was Armenian. And one day I was a little distraught about something. And I'll never forget him sitting down. We had just finished PT. And he said to me, he said, uh, I was a first lieutenant then. He said, Lieutenant, you got to make a decision. 
either you're going to stay around and, and make some changes to the things that bother you or quit bitching and get out. Yes. And I thought, boy, that's a, that's, that's a pretty straightforward uh, counseling session from a staff sergeant. <laughs> and uh, I, I, you know, I'll never forget the guy to this day. And then all the Marines you serve with. I mean, God almighty, it goes on. And I don't care where you go. I got to tell you a great story. After I retired, uh, I had a buddy of mine, uh, a colonel by the name of George Fenton down in Fredericksburg. And uh, he invited me down there to go goose hunting. Wow. And uh, here we are. We're, we hunted geese, had a nice morning shoot. And we're in waders and mud up to our nose. And we walked into a 7-Eleven for a cup of coffee and a little bag of donuts. <laughs> and uh, I went to pay the young clerk. And he said, sir, you don't have to pay me. You're my division commander at Camp Lejeune. And uh, that's the kind of things that follow you around in your career. And especially now during the Marine Corps birthday and Veterans Day and, and certainly Thanksgiving, which is a very, very special uh, holiday and, and celebration to every Marine probably even more so than Christmas because it's about family. And uh, I get more emails from guys that I haven't, I, ha I haven't talked to some of them, haven't gotten an email from them in 10 or 15 years. But you know what? Once you get on the phone with them, because I don't like emails with good friends. I think they're too impersonal. But yes. once you get on the phone with them, it's like you were with them yesterday. Yes. And, uh, you laugh and, and, and tell all the great stories. And That's what it's about. Yeah, well, you know, the Marine Corps is a family. I mean, we are a family uh, like no other. And not that the other services don't have great pride in organizations and units and so on. But uh, you just walk through an airport with a Marine cover on or, or something that says Semper Fi, and you, you can't go down without people stopping you and greeting you and so on and so forth. And uh, that's about who we are and how we care about each other. And uh, and always faithful to each other. Yes, sir. Well, we're talking with the Honorable Lieutenant General Retired Buck Bedard today on the Christina Silva Show. And we're educating our veterans live about his 37-year career that's filled with service from Vietnam. And he has specialties from being a rifle platoon commander all the way through Vietnam, raising his hand to say yes, from North Dakota to go to Vietnam. And then he ends his career at his last position as he filled as the duty commandant for plans, policies, and operations. All of the billets in between include such amazing accomplishments, and I see the ribbons and awards that you have on your beautiful Marine Corps un uniform, sir. And when I met you, I was already intrigued by your comedic attitude and your willingness for me to approach, and I just want to thank you for being the surprise guest to honor other Marines. And when you shared the story about the Marine that you remember from Camp Lejeune, that's where I did step on the yellow feet. And I'm since educating myself and I'm receiving my degree from my benefits. So thank you for being the upright example as a retiree to implore and help other young Marines that are on active duty serving today, that they would go after their benefits, find a wife and keep their Mustang until they get out of active duty. I love this story. And I also love the fact that I met you in a great gem in North Las Vegas area, in the center of Las Vegas, actually, there's the Leatherneck Club. So now I would like you to share from your experience a little about our next guest that's joining the show to share a little bit about my era, the Persian Gulf and Desert Storm era. Who do we have on the line that we surprise because we're thankful for his service? 
Well, we're uh, talking about Tom Ghost Martin. Ooh, right. Just an, an unbelievable individual. Uh, I would tell you this, that uh, he, in my book, is the unofficial commandant of the retired corps. There, uh, there are people across our nation that uh, know Las Vegas, and they know it because not only have they come to this city, but they've spent time at the uh, Leatherneck Club. And, uh, and I'm also talking about Royal Marines from the UK. I'm talking about Dutch Marines. I'm talking about Marines from all the world. If, if they are told that they're coming to, to, uh, to Las Vegas, the word is always, you better go to the Leatherneck Club. And you know, it's a Marine Club, but I got to tell you, it's more than that. It's a club that uh, supports all our veterans and all our active duty folks from all our services. Uh, because they're all, all important, and they're all uh, brothers and sisters in arms. And uh, Ghost does such a remarkable job of uh, maintaining that esprit uh, at the Leatherneck Club. And for those that are on the line or those that are going to listen to this uh, the next couple of days, if you come to Vegas and don't go to the Leatherneck Club, then, then you have the only other place I'd recommend going is to the Mob Museum. Uh, and, and there's no affiliation there, I might add. <laughs> but uh, but come to the Leatherneck Club and come and see what I'm talking about. And uh, Ghost does a tremendous job of of uh, of being such an individual that 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 turns turns himself and the and the club out uh, for everybody that walks through the door. And I'm just proud to call him a dear friend and to been associated with him since since I've come to Vegas. And uh, and I got to tell you what he's he's my main man and does an unbelievable job. And, and the Marines that uh, come through active duty or retired or reserves and the other service as well, they all leave here appreciating uh, Tom Martin. Most definitely. Thank you, General Bedard, for that introduction. When I was taken to the Leatherneck Club, I was astounded by the outside and seeing the Marine Corps emblem and the flag and when you just enter the, the museum feel with the airs of the times that all of our areas of marines have served going up the stairs and it's just a very wonderful warm place you get greeted with a smile and hello to the staff and all the bartenders and just like you said it's just such a great environment where you feel immediately at home and you get greeted by ghosts and that's why we want to welcome him on the line today to just thank him for his service and for honoring us with the Leatherneck Club. Welcome, Tom Martin, ghost, to the Christina Silva Show. Thank you for having me. Well, when a general is giving you such accolades and talking about your service, that goes a long way. There's a secret code of honor that Marines have from a general to an enlisted Marine. And share with me what it means to hear your dear friend and Lieutenant General Bedard on the line. Well, number one, I want to say that I'm very happy this is not a video podcast because then you would see this tough-ass Marine wipe a couple tears from his eyes um, because I just had one of the men, one of the heroes in my life, um, give me that introduction. And I am blessed to know him. I am, I am blessed to share stories with him. I am blessed to know that I have his support. Um, and, I, and I hope he knows that I always support him as well. Um, 
it, it is it is beyond words. I am I am extremely humbled by that introduction. Thank you for sharing so transparently with us. I have tears. I have chills. I'm so thankful, General, that you would be with us on the show today. And when I asked you only three short days ago, you just wiped your schedule and said anything for Tom. And I just, you don't know me, but to hear my request and to stop everything for a Marine, that's what Marines do. We are brothers and sisters, no matter the color, the creed, no matter the time, we are here for each other. And for you both, for welcoming me into your circle, I'm new to Vegas. I really want to appreciate it. And thank you so very much. We are esprit de corps and we are required to uphold the characteristics of a Marine. For life. So hey Christina, this, I would I would just like to make a comment. Of course. Tom Tom didn't pay me for anything I said. And <laughs> the next time I go in there and get a beer, it'll be three or four dollars like everybody else. Right. <laughs> well, the last time the three of us were together, uh, he was running around the Leatherneck Club bar with uh celebrations in his hand, a microphone, lights, camera action, and a celebration with our very own mayor of Clark County, along with yourself as the keynote speaker. Thank you so much for Marine Corps birthday, unforgettable, at the Leatherneck Club. Ghost, what an amazing night. Gentlemen, take it away and recap what happened on November 10th, 2020. Hey, Tom, I'll let you set the stage and then I'll go from there. Absolutely, General. Um, 2020 has been a very uh, different year for all of us here in the Las Vegas area and throughout the country with COVID. Um, And uh, every year we do our best to throw the best celebration we possibly can uh, throughout the whole United States of the United States Marine Corps birthday. And at the Leatherneck Club, we always make make a point to do it specifically on November 10th. Um, we are very blessed also in this community that we have the Marine Corps League 186 detachment that does our Marine Corps ball here in Las Vegas. Unfortunately, this year, because of COVID, their ball was canceled. So the only one event in Las Vegas this year was the event at the Leatherneck Club. We had to go through many different challenges while we were setting the stage for this event to happen, including restrictions that wouldn't allow us to have more than 50 people at the bar. Uh, We were very lucky about two weeks before the actual event, we were given the authority um, under certain guidelines that we could have up to 250 people at our event on the exterior and 100 people interior. We did everything in our power to control the environment and to invite all of our brothers and sisters to come here and celebrate their birthday on November 10th. We, without a doubt, with, even with the restrictions, even with the COVID pandemic going on, we were blessed to have probably throughout the evening by the ebbs and flows of who came in and who left, over 500 Marines come to this establishment and celebrate their birthday with their brothers and sisters. And that's 100% of what this bar exists here for. And I was so blessed and so honored that we could pull that off that night. Well, and, and Christina, it, it just wasn't magic. I mean, Tom and his staff worked around the clock to make sure we could do the thing and be able to do it outside which gave us a uh, capability to have more Marines present than we would have if we'd have been restricted to just going inside. And I got to tell you, the mayor came out and joined us and uh, she's a wonderful lady and she couldn't have been more gracious uh, to our Marines and our Marine families and friends of the Corps uh, that were gathered that night. And uh, 
I just, uh, I, I just uh, was so thankful that she could be there with us. And uh, she, was, she was great. She was down to earth. Uh, she understands Marines. I, I tried to talk her into taking me home for dinner at her house. And she said, the former mayor, whose her husband was home, and I wouldn't be allowed. So I, <laughs> I took that as a semi-compliment. But, uh, but we, had, we had just a wonderful time. And I told a story about uh, my first real birthday. Actually, one of them, I was at OCS, and the Marine Corps had a football team then, kind of a college-level team. And the Goshawks came down from uh, Florida and played us. And the quarterback for the Goshawks happened to be Roger Starbuck, who later became a great pro with, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Starbuck beat us 77 to nothing. And on the two-mile hike back to OCS, we stopped four times to knock out 77 push-ups. I mean, it was, it was a tough day. And then uh, a year later, I would be in Vietnam, and we would celebrate the birthday on the 8th instead of the 10th because we had a big op going on. And uh, we each got a warm hams beer and a piece of cake in our hand because we didn't have any plates. And uh, that was the real birthday that I remember so very well, and every one of them after that. Uh, when I commanded large formations at Camp Lejeune, one year my wife and I went to eight birthday balls in 10 days. Oh, my. Yeah, I was just, I was, I told my uh, division doctor that I probably needed uh, some kind of kidney transplant, but we, we made, it through the, made it through the program. But it was wonderful. And, and you know, wherever Marines are, whether there's one of them or whether there's thousands of them or there's two of them, there's always a celebration on the birthday. And we commemorate who we are. We commemorate those that have gone before us and, and those that are currently serving and, and all our veterans. And it's a, it's a birthday like, uh, like really, I would say, no other service. Uh, some of them do, partly. But the quality and the numbers and the camaraderie each year in the Corps is uh, something like you'll never witness anyplace else. Most definitely. Thank you. Thank you. We're speaking with Mr. Buck Bedard, Lieutenant General Retired of the United States Marine Corps and our director of the Leatherneck Club, Tom Ghost Martin. Ghost, that night, it was amazing to see you operate and manage such a large crowd of celebrating Marines. And I loved the outdoor area that you put with all of us in our masks. We were being safe. And even though the pandemic was happening, even our mayor went out of her way to present you with several awards. And how do you feel when you have the mayor of Clark County presenting you an award and Lieutenant General Buck Bedard retired talking about you this way? Does hard work mean you're still a Marine to date? I will say that I have never stopped being a Marine uh, since September of 1986 when I stepped in those yellow footprints. Uh, I've never stopped being a Marine in my heart, in my soul, in my embodiment. Um, it was a blessing and it, it's always a blessing. And when you have uh, individuals such as the mayor of Las Vegas and Lieutenant General Buck Bedard saying nice things about you and giving you awards and that they declared it uh, the Marine Corps Day here in the Las Vegas Valley um, through the, through the uh, mayor, uh, those things are true blessings. And uh, it, 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 it warms the heart and it reminds me of why this is so important and why we need an establishment like this in the Las Vegas Valley. 
You're listening to The Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. For more information about the show, email crsprods at gmail.com. That's crsprods at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Exactly. Having a place to go and leaning on leadership of the former heirs that we know that our general won't let us down. He's got the spirit of leadership and he's passing a baton to us. And in our age of being Marines, we're Marines once and always. We have a commitment to the community. We have an actual duty and corporate responsibility to offer a place such as the Leatherneck Club, where everyone can come and feel safe about their stories they want to tell at the bar and while they're eating the delicious, I mean delicious food that helped me cheat on my keto diet, the Leatherneck Club offers. Tell us a little bit about your staff and why the Leatherneck Club is a place we're all welcome. I, I have one of the most unbelievable staffs. They are the backbone. Um, I, 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 I call myself the face of the bar. I call them the hard workers of the bar. Um, I have a kitchen manager who is a combat wounded Marine uh, from Iraq. I have a sergeant uh, in the reserves who is my bar manager. Um, I have two other of my bartenders that are Marines as well, uh, who have gotten out of the Marine Corps and are now uh, civilians, but uh, they are still Marines true at heart. And then we have a few other members that work in our facility. Um, and they, we, we live and breathe what this bar is about every day and we live and breathe that to our customers and the importance for us as a staff and as a group of people here serving our community not only marines all of our veterans and civilians alike who like to come in here because they love and respect their country and they love and respect their veterans is to make sure that we give them the highest quality we can possibly give them at the best prices we can possibly give them uh, we know that we serve a lot of veterans who are on fixed incomes so we do our best to make sure that we can take care of all walks of life that walk into this establishment. As the general pointed out before, we have individuals that walk into this bar from all over the world. And there's no heads up. There's no anything. They just walk in and say, I'm here and I had to come here. And it is our job to make sure that they remember this facility and what we pr pr provide here and the services that we give and the camaraderie and the brotherhood and the esprit de corps that when they leave this place, all they desire is to come back to this place again and to tell their fellow man, woman, service member of how they can come here and enjoy something extremely special. You know, I got to follow on. I got to make a follow on to uh, Tom's comments about his staff. Uh, let me tell you what, uh, I think anybody on that staff that doesn't treat people coming through the door uh, like they're very, very special probably doesn't stay on that staff very long. No, sir. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Tom's young warrior in the uh, in the kitchen uh, that was wounded in Iraq and had numerous operations on his leg uh, afterwards. Uh, I was able. I run a foundation here in Nevada called the Outdoor Adventure Foundation which takes uh, wounded warriors and uh, terminal teenagers uh, hunting and fishing. And uh, I was able to take that young warrior and we went to Canada last fall and we shot a bear. And uh, what, a, what a great experience and what a, what a humble payback uh, to a young warrior that, that uh, gave so much and continues to give every day. I mean, he's the head man in that kitchen. And if, 
And if you don't believe it, just try to step in there without asking permission. <laughs> right, right. Well, this is incredible. We have the Honorable General Buck Bedard on the line. We have Ghost on the line, Tom Martin, the director of the Leatherneck Club, and the Outdoor Adventure Foundation. Marines are Marines once and always, and we are ready with our bayonets and the mind of our M16s, part of our bodies and our soul, even when we get out injured or able-bodied. But let's honor, like every Christina Silva show, those Marines and other branches of the military soldiers that have paid the ultimate sacrifice with a few seconds. God bless America. Well, we're a, we're a proud bunch. And, uh, and uh, we're proud because of what we've been given uh, by great warriors that have gone before us. And we're proud about those that are serving right now. And if there was ever a time that uh, we need our veterans of, of all services and families that support the military and everything else to stand up. I don't think I've ever seen a greater time. You know, when I came back from Vietnam in, in uh, I guess, 69 and 70, uh, the world was amok over the war in Vietnam, but nothing like we are right now. I mean, we are a disjointed, separated world uh, in our own country, and, and it's the greatest country in the world. And people that don't like it should just get on a ship and go somewhere else. Yes, sir. Well, the Outdoor Adventure Foundation is something that I'll be discovering more about as you provide hunting, fishing, and outdoor adventures for combat disabled veterans. And recipients are combat injured or have a VA rating of at least 80%. And even those that are wheelchair bound experience the outdoor adventure that makes them recall and cherish their Marine Corps service. And I just want to say thank you so much for being willing to serve again. And that is what we are doing here with Tom Ghost Martin, Christina Silva, and Lieutenant General Buck Bedard retired. We are still serving. How important is it for us to share with veterans that may be looking for a home such as the Leatherneck Club, to get connected to their benefits, gentlemen? Well, I think uh, it's, it's a great place to make contact. And we've got, uh, we've got a Marine uh, who, who frequents the club a lot with us by the name of Tom McGrath. And uh, Tom has a Marine Corps business meeting once a month. Uh, sometime we'll do it at the club, sometime at his house. But the intent is to bring business leaders together and our young Marines that are either getting out of the Corps or have gotten out or on tough times and see if we can't connect them up and, and put them in a position where they can uh, once again have pride in themselves and, and have a job where they can earn a living. Most definitely. Well, fans, you're listening to the Christina Silva Show, an unprecedented episode featuring the story of Tom Ghost Martin and the Leatherneck Club with a museum and also with several other veteran service organizations that care, just like the Outdoor Adventure Foundation. Tom Ghost Martin, will you share with me the Marine Corps League and a little bit about the Montford Point Marines and the chapters of the Marine Riders that have their home at the Leatherneck Club? Absolutely, be my pleasure to. Um, the Leatherneck Club and the facility that we now call the Leatherneck Club uh, was established and it was um, put into place back in 1990 in the Las Vegas Valley. At the time, uh, that was done by the Marine Corps League, uh, Greater Nevada Chapter 186, um, who is still the host Marine Corps League of the Leatherneck Club. Um, it is now close to 30 years later, 
here we are. <laughs> We've expanded the bar dramatically. We have put in uh, many different services, such as uh, a whole kitchen, uh, a large bar with kegs and taps. But the Marine Corps League is the backbone and the reason that the Levinette Club is here today. When they first started it many, many years ago, it was a private establishment. And you had to be a card-carrying member of the Marine Corps League to enter or be a guest of. And many, many years ago when they did that, uh, it was a full volunteer staff. Uh, it was um, either Marines themselves or spouses of Marines. And they served their beers out of a igloo cooler on ice. Um, they were in cans. Uh, their kitchen was a good old hot dog roller with uh, some stale buns and some mustard and relish. And uh, the Marines that lived in the local community flocked here. Um, to say, let's support this. And, and that was mostly built um, back in, in 1990s uh, by a lot of World War II, Korea War, and Vietnam Marines. We didn't see many other Marines other than peacetime until we got until the Desert Storm era. By the time the Desert Storm era was coming in and those Marines were starting to come around to establishments, the Desert Storm era Marines yet weren't ready to go into things like VFWs and American Legions and Marine Corps leagues. Um, one of the things that we did extremely well, I think, is as an organization with the Marine Corps League and then with moving past that in the future, we made the establishment more welcome to the younger generations coming in. And I, and I think that's a big thing that everybody can take away from the conversation we're having. Um, there are many people who will be listening to this throughout the country and they're younger generation veterans or maybe they're still active duty and they don't feel comfortable going into the establishments such as the Marine Corps leagues, the American legions and VFWs throughout the country because they believe it's an old regime where they're not welcome. And I will tell many of those young individuals out there, do not take it at face value until you've actually walked in those doors and you can see it for yourself. Don't listen to the rumors Go out there and find your place in your community. Find those places that are there for our military personnel. Find those places that are there for veterans. Many of them have VSOs. Many of them have help for their local veterans. Some of the help we do around a bar like the Levinet Club is just having a shoulder to cry on. It's somebody who will listen to you over a beer. Somebody who will listen to you about your issues with your family or your job or things like that. That's what a lot of the younger generation is looking for. And that's what a lot of these organizations around the country are really understanding and starting to adapt to and realizing those younger generations need it just as much as the generations that came before them did. And, and we're very proud at the Levinette Club that we were able to make that paradigm shift and we are able to welcome all generations of the military into our establishment and understand all of their needs and assist them in any way we can. If we can't do it directly from the bar, we definitely have contacts throughout the community and sometimes throughout the country where they may be able to get assistance. The other major things that we have here is a lot of people understand is we have not only the Marine Corps League, we have a VFW that meets out of our bar. We have an American Legion that meets out of our bar. We have the Montfort Point Marines that meet out of this bar. Um, we have the Sagebrush Female Marines that meet out of this bar. We have the China Post Marines that meet out of this bar. We have the um, Scottish American military that meet out of this bar. Um, and, and we coordinate all that, and we, and we work through all that with all these different organizations that call this location home, including the Marine Riders, 
uh, the Marine Riders is, is, was formed here in this bar back in 2002 with five guys that had all been out of the Marine Corps for a number of years, but they all enjoyed riding motorcycles. And uh, they decided, you know what, let's start a motorcycle group and we'll call it the Marine Riders. We're a family club and it has blossomed over the years um, since 2002. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be a chapter president of it here in the Las Vegas area for a number of years. We now have chapters in seven different states throughout the country, um, and it welcomes all Marines and FMF corpsmen to ride and enjoy uh, the camaraderie and the fellowship along with riding motorcycles. The Momford Point is a very specific thing that a lot of people don't understand and may not be familiar with. Uh, Momford Point and the, and the reason we have a Montfort Point case here, and you won't find a lot of Montfort Point cases around the country, um, Montfort Point was a, I, I won't call it a black eye on the history of the Marine Corps, uh, because it is what was going on in our country as a whole at the time, but it was a point of segregation. And Montfort Point, North Carolina, is where our uh, African-American, our black brothers had to go for their uh, boot camp and for service. And so we dedicate that here at the bar in one of our multiple cases that belong in our museum from World War I all the way to our current conflicts. So there's, there's a multitude of very important things that lie within our bar that you kind of really have to come and see to understand and feel to see an entrenching tool from World War I or to see a, a trench line uh, art piece, such as a lighter that was made from uh, an ammo round, um, to the M1 Garands, um, to the utilities worn in Korea, um, to the boots that were worn in the Chosen Reservoir to keep them from having frostbite on their feet, to the AT4 hanging above the doorway going out to our bunker, um, to the case of the killed in action young Marines in our bar, um, that is the only case in our whole bar that has no glass on it. And there's a reason there's no glass on that case because the gold star mothers and family members that still travel to Las Vegas or may still live in Vegas, they come in here and they reach in and they touch their son and they'll, they'll kiss their son. They'll sit at a pub table right next to their son and they'll have lunch and they'll tell stories. And those kind of things are very significant. And those are the kind of things that are very important to this establishment and why this establishment is important to our community. Christina, I would just like to add uh, to what Thomas said. You know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of organizations will book the club for a gathering or a reunion, and uh, they'll do it months in advance, and they'll come in from all over the country uh, to come back and join uh, their fellow brethren. And uh, the other thing is... is there's probably as many weddings and wedding receptions booked uh, as there are funeral receptions where people want to come together and, and uh, say goodbye uh, in a proper way. And, uh, and that's really, that's really very, very special uh, for a Marine family to be able to come back into the, to the club for either a funeral or a wedding reception or, or just a get together. And uh, I, I don't, you know, you can't put a price tag on that. And, uh, and all you have to do is walk in there and see the people and see what they're doing and, and uh, spend a little time with them and, and say a couple words and realize uh, that the club is not just a building and, and, uh, 
but it serves a very, very important function, not only here in Las Vegas, uh, but across our country. Thank you for saying that, General. I, I, I appreciate, especially with the part of the reunions, um, in, in 2019, we did 65 reunions at the Levinet Club. Now, that doesn't include the Marine Corps birthday. Um, that doesn't include Memorial Day. That doesn't include those special days that we set aside. That's 65 booked reunions we did at the Levinet Club. That's more than one a week. Um, and these are units that get together through the means of Facebook and all these different social media platforms we have now where they can now reach out and touch each other. Um, through the means of those social media platforms, and they they build a network again of their brothers who they may not have seen in the last 25, 30, 40 years. And we are blessed that they call the Levinet Club, like the general said, and they book out six months to a year in advance. And I am always amazed at those events, and, and I've done so many of them, but they still amaze me. I watch these Marines who are now grown men um, who have sometimes grandchildren um, walk into this bar and they may not recognize each other right now uh, for the next 10, 15 minutes, but in about 15 minutes, they will all remember each other's name. They will all remember the funny stories. They will all start building that camaraderie immediately again. And within about an hour of them being here, I will swear to you, they are all 18 or 19 years old again, telling the same lies, the same stories they did back when they were in the Marine Corps, yeah. uh, swapping each other on the butt <laughs> and doing whatever they're doing. But they, they, they all return to being that young Marine. If albeit for one night, it is amazing to watch. And I don't ever want to give that up. I think that is such a blessing to watch that happen. These guys sat in fighting holes together. They had each other six. They, they, they set a perimeter together. They took incoming together. They, their combat uh, corpsman standing next to them patched that young man up. Their corpsman is here with them. He saved half of that platoon's lives. Mm -hmm. And to watch the crying and the, the drinks and the shots and the, the oohs and the sympathies that happened all through those nights. Mm -hmm. If I could put in a nutshell what the Leathernet Club stands for, <sighs> those reunions would be it. And I'm sorry, General, I, I had to say that because I just no, I, I couldn't agree. Really I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. And I got to tell you, when the beer flows and the whiskey flows, uh, the stories become uh, something to, to sit there and you could listen to all night long. I mean, they just embellish their history and what they did and what they did for each other. <laughs> Yes, most definitely. Just like slavery and the segregated Marine Corps, we abolished that along with PTS, suicides, and other ailments earned from our service. Not many understand until you get Marines all together at the Leatherneck Club. Just like the amazing tribute and salute we're giving Tom Ghost Martin today with Lieutenant General Retired Buck Bedard, we salute all of our Marines from every era. Thank you so much for your service. We are Marines together. We bleed the same blood and we are family. We're all welcome to listen to this Educating Our Veterans live episode over and over again to get the true essence of what it means to serve. And if you're interested in learning more about Marine Corps careers, higher education, travel, employment, housing, and health benefits, visit va.gov and marines.com. Because as we all know, right, General? And Tom, Ghost Martin, pain is weakness leaving the body. 
Hoorah. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I just have to, uh, I just marvel at the stories over the years of uh, great Marines who uh, raised their hand to uh, serve in a time of, of war, whether it be Korea or World War II or Vietnam or anything. And a lot of them will tell you, uh, they didn't necessarily want to go in the Marine, but uh, the line was shorter than, than some of the other services. So they opted to become Marines. And uh, the best thing they ever did was get in the right line. And I think it's a, it's a wonderful story, and I hear it often. Well, this is so great that we have the Christina Silva Show to refer to, and we can also refer live thanks to social media and Zoom. Thank you, Clark County, with Carolyn Goodman, our mayor, and her husband for an amazing Marine Corps birthday and celebrating it as we approach Christmas. Thank you for the Toys for Tots drop-off at the Leatherneck Club. It's conveniently located in the center of Las Vegas, a hidden gem. Tom, take it away and let us know how we can get connected and also how we can visit the Leatherneck Club. Thank you, General. Absolutely. You guys are... If you're ever in the Las Vegas Valley, if you happen to live in the Las Vegas Valley, we are located in the heart of Chinatown, uh, believe it or not. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of older Marines who find it very comforting that where we're located at. Uh, We are at 4360 Spring Mountain Road. Um, And again, heart of Chinatown on the corner of of Spring Mountain in Arville. Our phone number in the Las Vegas Valley is 702-368-1775. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, both under... Leatherneck Club of Las Vegas. You can also go to leatherneckbar.com to find our website. And that also has the links to our Facebook and Instagram pages on it. There is also a virtual tour that you can take through our leatherneckbar.com website. So you can actually click on it. It's a Google virtual tour. So you can step through our whole bar with actually not having to visit it and see the memorabilia going from World War I all the way through our current conflicts. So please join us anytime you're in Las Vegas Valley. Please come down and see us. Branch of service, be damned. Come in here, enjoy yourself. Make sure and let the others know what branch of service you're from. There's going to be a little bit of ribbing. There's going to be a little of camaraderie. There's going to be a little of this and a little of that. But I promise you, you will have a good time with it. Thank you so much. And we have to be dismissed because the general is on the line. General Bedard, may we be at ease and dismissed? You can be at ease, but you'll never be dismissed from the mission. Yes, sir. I, sir. You're listening to The Christina Silva Show. And if you need more benefits or help, all you have to do is contact the VA and dial the Veterans Crisis Hotline 24-7. Marines have help and so do our other branches of the military at 800-273-8255. And when you see CRS on air at the Leatherneck Club, it'll probably be toasting with our Lieutenant General Buck Bedard retired to thank him for today's show, along with Christina. Selena. Christina, if I could, God bless you and Semper Fi. Thank and, you, sir. And, uh, I'll never a, forget have it. A, have a blessed holiday and a safe one, and the same to you, Tom. Semper Fi. And Tom, I'll be seeing you soon with the Marine Corps Riders meetings. And thanks to the Montford Point Marines, our Western Regional Vice President, Michael Johnson, and also to our Marine Corps League, because I'm a new member. And you'll see me on two wheels from L.A. to Nevada, giving back to our Marines. This is the Christina Silva Show on Voice America's Variety Channel. And we'll be back next week. Stay tuned for the live episode, archive, and blog post on crsmultimedia.com. We'll see you shortly and be safe. Happy holidays. Semper Fi. Semper Fi.
Thank you for tuning in this week to The Christina Silva Show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon and Semper Fi. Mm-hmm.